0: everyone and welcome to the 40th episode of the Compliance Update Podcast brought to you by Team Legacies. Through this weekly series, we endeavour to bring to you legal, regulatory and compliance updates and alerts that you may have missed during the week. Let us look at some of the key developments in the past week. In our first segment, we will be covering market-related updates. Sebi has asked All portfolio management service providers who handle investments of the rich and ultra-rich to submit information on the quantum of various securities bought by different kinds of clients. SEBI directed the registrar and share transfer agents and merchant bankers to disclose investor charter as well as data pertaining to complaints they received on their websites. The regulator has listed various categories for which investor charter needs to be disclosed by merchant bankers. The new guidelines will come into effect from January 1, 2022, the SEBI set in four separate circulars. SEBI will auction four properties of Ravi Kiran Realty India Limited and its promoters on December 16 to recover investors' money. Inviting bids for the sale of these properties will be conducted through online mode. The official data of parliament showed that around 7.17 lakh new companies have gotten themselves registered since the year of demonetization 2016-17. The number of companies that have closed down since April 1st 2016 till date was quite sizable at 5.06 lakh companies. With respect to the closure of companies, the maximum closure happened in 2017-18. A year after demonetization, as 2.36 lakh companies were closed after the government went on a clean-up drive. Trade deficit touched a record high of $23.27 billion in November as exports growth slowed faster than imports. Exports growth fell to 26.49% in November from 43.05% in the previous month. Imports also grew at a slower pace of 57.18% from 62.51% during this period. This was largely due to the massive fall in export growth of high-value exchange goods. According to NASCOM report, nearly 12,000 strongly technology startup ecosystem in India defied all odds during the pandemic. This indicates rising global investors' confidence and trust in Indian startups. The Unified Payments Interface (UPI) platform touched record highs, both in terms of value and volume of transactions, aided by the festive season spending. On a year-on-year basis, in November, the volume of transactions was up 89%, while value of transactions was up 96%. Moving on to some banking sector updates, Rupee Cooperative Bank has been granted its 27th extension for its banking license by the RBI for another three months up to February 2022. The RBI has given an undertaking in the Bombay High Court to take an appropriate decision before December 31st with respect to the resolution of the bank. The RBI has invoked provisions of Section 18A of the DICGC Amendment Act 2021 and advised the DICGC to defeat the refund of deposits up to Rs 5 lakh for another 90 months. The bank has recovered a total of Rs 326.49 crore, earned operating a profit aggregating to Rs 70.82 crore during the last 5 years and disbursed Rs 376.95 crore to 95.115 depositors under hardship withdrawal according to the note RBI under section 47a subsection 1 clause C along with section 46 subsection 4 clause 1 and section 51 subsection 1 of the Banking Regulation Act 1949 has imposed a penalty of rupees 50 lakh for each section Aggregating to rupees 1 crore on Union Bank of India under Reserve Bank of India, frauds classification and reporting by commercial banks and select FIs, directions 2016 and guidelines on sale of stressed assets by banks. Top industry bodies are seeking the scraping of the Reserve Bank of India's direction on loan asset clarification by non-banking finance companies on a daily basis as the rule could cripple the small and medium enterprises segment that is just limping back to normalcy after the COVID impact. In their letter to the RBI, the industry bodies have argued that the strict day-to-day payments based clarification would be hard to implement for the borrowers serviced by them as their cash flows and supplies are haphazard. These borrowers make lump sum payments. In a report by RBI, the states have budgeted to bring down their deficits by a full percentage point from last year. As revenue improved in sync with lift in pandemic related restrictions but the local bodies have been badly hit by the pandemic and must be allowed functional autonomy. The RBI has steered clear of the recommendation by an internal panel to give banking licenses to large business groups, while increasing the cap on promoters' stake in the long run of 15 years to 26% from 15% at present. This stipulation will be uniform for promoters and therefore Promoters who have diluted their holdings will be permitted to raise it to 26%. A CBDC is the legal tender issued by a central bank in a digital form. It is the same as a fiat currency and is exchangeable one to one with the fiat currency. The proposal for a central bank digital currency. CBDC, backed by the country's banking regulatory may be included in the upcoming bill to regulate cryptocurrency. Next one is taxation related update. The Central Board of Direct Taxes CBDT, has clarified that if components of VAT, sales tax, excise duty, CST, GST are indicated separately in the invoice, then section 194Q-TDS is to be deducted without including indirect taxes. The Finance Ministry is ready to offer tax benefits for direct listing of shares overseas as well as for settlement of bonds, which are part of global indices via Euroclear, but is holding consultations with the Ministry of Corporate Affairs and the RBI to ensure that capital gains exemption that has been proposed does not go to waste. GST collections touched Rs 131576 crore, the second highest monthly mop-up since the introduction of the new tax regime in mid-2017 on the back of strong festival sales. The Central Board of Direct Taxes (CBDT) on Thursday offered relief to businesses on provisions relating to mandatory collection or deduction of tax at sources, TCS, TDS, under a set of new guidelines issued to remove difficulties. As per the order, e auction services carried out through an electronic portal will not be subject to the TDS provision applicable to e commerce operators if the auction is only meant for price discovery and the actual sale takes place independent of it. The findings of the NIPFP, an autonomous think-tank backed by the Finance Ministry, assume significance as the GST Council has tasked a group of ministers, headed by Karnataka CM, Basavaraj S. Bombay, to propose a rationalization of tax rates and a possible merger of different tax labs by December to shore up revenues. The government can rationalize the GST rate structure, without losing revenues by rejecting the four major rates of 5%, 12%, 18% and 28% with the three rate framework of 8%, 15% and 30% as per our National Institute of Public Finance and Policy study. Lastly, let us look into some government sector updates. The government has launched three employment surveys to enable the government to understand significant issues and help to frame evidence-based national employment policy, namely All India Quarterly Establishment Based Employment Survey AQEES, the All India Survey on Migrant Workers and the All India Survey on Domestic Workers. The Minister for State for Labour and Employment in a written reply to a Parliament question that the Union Government has not set up any committee to frame a proposed national employment policy. The University Grants Commission, UGC, will be observing 2023 as the International Year of Millets. The aim behind this move is to create awareness and inspire all stakeholders to work towards improving the production and productivity of the climate-resilient and nutritious millets across the globe. The Ministry of Labour and Employment has clarified its position in the case of the illegal recruitment raised by the Chairman of the Independent Corrupt Practices Commission (ICPC) at the Third National Summit on Diminishing Corruption in the Public Service. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman clarified that the centre does not collect any data on Bitcoin transactions in India. The central government is all set to introduce the cryptocurrency and regulation of official digital currency bill 2021 during the winter session of the parliament. The bill sought to ban all private cryptocurrency in the country, barring a few exceptions. Employment generation under two government-run schemes, Pandit Deen Dayal Upadhyaya Gramen Kaushalya Yojana DDU GKY and Deen Dayal Antodaya Yojana National Urban Livelihoods Mission DAYNULM have fallen steeply in the COVID hit 2020-2021 over the previous fiscal while it increased under a third scheme Prime Minister's Employment Generation program (PMEGP) by around 11%. To offset the impact on COVID-19 on job, it launched a number of initiatives to promote employment generation in the country. Atmanirbhar Bharat Rojkar Yojana, ABRY, Pradhan Mantri Mudra Yojana, PMMY, etc., There are also flagship programs of the government such as in India, Digital India, Smart City Mission, etc. Food Safety Regulator FSSAI has sought public comments on draft regulation on manufacture, storage, distribution, sale and import of any food or food ingredient derived from genetically modified organisms GMOs. Food Safety and Standard Authority of India in its draft notification has also proposed that all food products having individual genetically engineered ingredients 1% or more should be labelled as contains GMO or ingredients derived from GMO. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening in with us. If you liked today's episode, Please subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Also, feel free to write in to us with your comments and suggestions to editorial at the legacies.in. We hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead.